So I recently dropped off two of my sons at college, and there was such a sense of loss. In the spring, I was driving kids to school, all talking at once about sports schedules and graduations and prom, from after-dinner walks to kids wrestling dad as soon as he walked in the door. And now, like many women, I find myself navigating new territory. Where did those 18 summers go? So on today's episode, we're talking about how to continue those deep-rooted relationships with our young adult kids while strengthening our own identity and purpose. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Today, I'm talking to an incredible writer who I met when we wrote for the Scottsdale Moms Collective. Mary Beth Bach has a master's in public health, is a freelance writer for various books and magazines, including Grown and Flown, Raising Teens Today, Collegiate Parent, and I am teen strong, just to name a few. A mom to two young adults and a spoiled dog, of course. She's logged time as a military spouse, childbirth educator, and college instructor. She lives in Phoenix, enjoys research and writing, well, as long as iced coffee's involved. Mary Beth, thanks for chatting with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is a topic I could talk about for for days and days. Oh, me too. You know, it's really that time of year. I've seen a lot on social media as well. And I even posted kids leaving for college. And it's such a special time. It's like the biggest pat on the back that, you know, we made it from preschool to productive citizen. But there's a lot of emotions involved in the process. So I want to ask you, will you tell us a little bit about how you came to writing on this topic of teens and young adults? Well, it was exactly my daughter, my oldest, my daughter heading off to college that made me start writing because like you said, I was full of so many emotions. I was proud of her. I was scared to death that she was moving to the other side of the country. I was excited for her. I was sad for me and her brother. And it was like I needed an outlet to really release all of these emotions that I found kind of overwhelming. And that was really surprising to me because I never remember my mom kind of experiencing that. I was the youngest of five kids. So I think back now and think, how did she do this five times? To me, it was so hard to do just two times that, yeah, I was just overcome with emotion when my daughter left. And you know, it's funny because I've done this before and it was hard. It was, and it was completely new, but each child is custom, their their relationships and their personality and the way they show up in the family and the dynamics. It just is just different. It is. And when each child leaves, there's like different things that make you happy and sad because of what they bring to the table of the family. And of course, when your first one leaves, it's also new and scary. And then when your last one leaves, you know, it's the start of your empty nesting, which is like a whole new ball game of being a spouse. I cannot wait to hear about all that because I am two kids into college and two at home, but it still is very quiet. Uh, I have kids who 
leave at the crack of dawn to go run track. And, you know, they're just all involved in their schedules, but they're probably the quieter of my four kids. Mm-hmm. And I've had friends say, like, the the daughter left first, and she was my best friend, and we talked 10,000 words by, you know, 9 a.m. <laughs> the boys are like, K. They don't even say okay or cool or I have a conversation. It's just like K, and they're like, I'm devastated. <laughs> yes, yes. It is much quieter when it's just a boy left, I found, um, than I think it would have been if it had been reversed. Yeah. So your daughter left first, and, and do you still have one at home, or they're both They are both now in law school, actually. So they are still in school, but um, uh, away. So I'm still dealing with, you know, them coming home for holidays and parts of the summer and things like that. So, but my daughter did come home for quite a while during the pandemic. And so having her gone again now, it is kind of like the empty nest all over again, because she was here for 18, 19 months so I feel like we're readjusting all over again. Yeah, it's like the dangling of the carrot. You know? yes. <laughs> it was so much fun. And now it's over. And now we've got to, you know, plan for our new kind of the new normal. Will you walk us through this process? Because I know a lot of parents have contacted me saying the kids, they're flying the nest and they're, you know, expanding their independence wings. And then the mom is left sort of waiting for the phone call. Yeah, it is hard because we today's parents, you and I, we're so much more connected to our kids than our parents were with us. We know so much more about their lives because of technology for good and for bad, but it makes our connection so much harder to kind of disconnect because we were so used to having them, you know, being a huge part of our lives. And we know so much about their in and out. And then when they go away, it's, scary because you now, you know, you still see glimpses on their social media accounts, but you know, they should be off doing their own thing, but it's, it's very hard because um, of that strong connection we all have with our kids. And now you only know what they tell you. Yes. (laughs) Like, I feel like I knew a whole lot more because they were under my roof and that last night before they left, It just was like that mom feeling you get where everybody's safe and everything is comfortable and everything just, that's where my happiness is. For 18 years, you, you know, really invested in those kids and in every part of their lives. And it's, it's almost like kind of in a weird sense, you know, when the kid comes home and says, I quit football or I'm not playing tennis anymore, or I'm not running track. And suddenly it's not about just them quitting, but it's about, the environment, like I love cheering them on. I love sitting in the stadium. I loved, that's what I did on the weekends. And that was my social life and my friends in the stadium and the other moms. And now it just feels like it in some way, it's just a death of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Because like you said, we're connected with so many other parents while they're in high school with their teens and their activities. And you do really have to make an effort, especially when that last one goes off and you're an empty nester and you really have to reach out and call people and text people and say, let's get together. Let's go hiking. Let's go to happy hour. Because if you don't, a lot of times you're sitting there at home going, my weekends used to be so full. And now what are we doing? I was reading on today.com, the parents section. And this mom had said that she dropped her kid off at college and she was randomly, she would just start crying in the grocery store, in the car, in the shower. 
And there was just this gaping hole. And even how it affects the siblings, not just ourselves. How do we navigate that? Because you had said, you know, in your survival kit of the three solutions, you know, to offer parents today, one was to feel all the feels. Will you tell us about that? I was overcome with so many emotions. You can kind of think almost like you're going crazy because one hour you're so happy and excited that they're off, you know, doing this thing. It's so hard to get into college these days and it's a huge accomplishment and we should be so proud of our kids. And so we're excited for them. And then an hour later, you are, you're walking in the grocery store and you see your son's favorite snack and you start and you start crying and you think, am I going crazy? So I think it's really important to just feel everything, not tell yourself, oh my gosh, I'm being ridiculous because I'm crying over a bag of pretzels in the store, or I'm feeling guilty because maybe I'm really happy that my kid is off and your friends are crying. I think you really just have to embrace every emotion. And if you're going to be crying for a weekend, then just tell yourself, hey, I'm going to be sad and crying this weekend. And I will move on, but I think you really have to move through those emotions rather than try to just say, oh, I'm being ridiculous. I shouldn't be feeling this. I'm not going to feel this because then it just kind of festers. And we all know that never leads to anything good. You're so right. So we have a mutual friend, Amy Carney, author of Parent on Purpose. So she has triplets and they all left, I think the same year that my oldest did at the same time. And then like 10, 11 months later, her daughter left also. Four kids, like within 12 months. And she had always said, find a hobby, do something ahead of time. So that was like one of your uh, second prepare us survival kits. So expand on that a bit. Yeah, I think um, it is really great to start something new so that you have your own thing. Like if you've never been in a book club, find a book club or start a book club or get really into decluttering your house and tell yourself, you know, I'm going to go through the closets now. I'm going to go through all those under bed boxes. I'm going to volunteer somewhere. I think it's really important to find something that is new to you so that you're not just sitting around wondering, how's my kid doing? What are they doing? I wonder what they're doing. I better text them. And you really have to give them space, especially those first couple months of college. So you need to be busy doing something that's good for you, that brings you some joy and happiness and gets your mind off of, I miss my kid. That's a good point because they've been pretty much 24-7 our lives. You know, you wake up and they're your why and your reason. I found myself probably a couple of years ago, right after the first one left, I was in the cul-de-sac crying. I just didn't even know where I belonged anymore. I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, instead of the kids being just like, They come in from school and they're telling you all about, you know, all the things and, you know, all their friends and they're bringing home, like after school, they're bringing home seven kids and you're feeding them pizza and you just feel like you're right in the middle of the moment. Uh And then the party is over and all that's left is just the trash. (laughs) That's what it felt like. (laughs) And uh, I'm crying in the cul-de-sac and my husband is like, you know what? You cry, you feel all the feels and then you rise, girl, because it's going to be different. It will But endings create new beginnings. I have to remember that. that Endings create new beginnings. Like your circle is bigger, right? Yes, absolutely. And there are so many things um, 
There are meetup groups that you can find, you know, if you go online and you, you know, there's always something you can do. There's volunteer work, there's, you know, um, exercise there, you know, it's kind of like your chance now to put a little bit more of the focus back on you instead of that. Yeah, that's a good point because my kids, well, after they moved out last week, we went upstairs, my daughter and I, and we looked at the ha- at the room, and it was a disaster. Like, they just took the, the things that they wanted, and the house blew up. I mean, it smelled like a, just a dirty gym sock. <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing, saying, you're probably going to make a sewing room, which I don't sew. <laughs> but you can start. <laughs> I can start. Oh, the possibilities, right? <laughs> now that my kids are in college... And a lot of guests here listening today, their kids are in college. You had mentioned the third thing in our survival kit is communication. What are those things that we can do to stay connected? Well, if you don't already have a family text group set up, that is something parents should definitely do because I think that's a great way to keep siblings involved, you know, sent funny memes and TikTok videos and tweets, whatever you all are into, whatever platforms you're on. Um, The thing that was the best for me with my son, especially who was not as communicative as my daughter was Snapchat. So for any parent who's not on Snapchat, I recommend getting on there. And if you don't have a pet, find something else that they love to see because days would go by. I would text my son, how's it going? Wouldn't hear anything. And I just wanted proof of life. You know, I didn't (laughs) want, I didn't want a paragraph about everything. I just wanted to know he was okay. And so I would Snapchat a picture of our dog and within two minutes, every time I would get back something, usually a selfie of half of his face, you know, his dorm room ceiling, you could see, and it would just make me know, okay, he's alive. He's fine. We're all good. Um, And also daily games, word games now that people are into, do you do Wordle? No, my kids do though. Okay. So I would suggest getting into Wordle or there's so many knockoffs of Wordle, like there's hurdle with songs, there's geography (laughs) ones, there's sports ones, whatever it is, find one of those daily games that you can send each other your, you know, how you did today on the game. And I think that's an awesome way to, to, to keep in touch and just, you know, it lets you know they're alive. It lets them know you're thinking of them and quick and easy, you know, you don't need to spend 10 minutes talking or chatting, but just some little thing that you can do is nice. Another thing I found with my daughter, um, a lot of times when she would be walking from class, like back to her dorm or her apartment, she would call me or FaceTime me. I think that a lot of kids kind of want something to do when they're walking around campus. And so that's a good time to maybe say like, Hey, why don't you, you know, someday when you're walking back from your class, give me a call or a FaceTime so we can chat. And I think that's a nice opportunity for them to reach out to you. Wow. Those are great ideas. I love that because you are so right on. I texted the kids the other day and I'm like, how's it going? Nothing, (laughs) nothing. Four children, nothing. But as soon as I posted the dog, they were like, oh, I miss the dog, you know. (laughs) Yes, Yes. you start to feel like they miss the pet more than you. But if it gets you that little, yeah, if it gets you that little snippet of communication, it's all good. You are so funny. I just want proof of life. (laughs) Yes, yes. 
Yeah. Oh, we need a code word in case the uh, roommate is the one saying like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. my goodness. And there is a new series. Uh, this might, may date things, but uh, the Game of Thrones, I guess the new series is coming out, the House of Dragons or something. My husband texted him, which I was a little bit jealous because he could text about, you know, books we're reading on Kindle, and they're just all over it. Whatever their geekazoid stuff is that they love to talk about and computer yeah. science and all that, they're just all over it. And I thought, I have got to talk to Barry and Beth today to figure out what is that thing that, hey, if they're just bored walking from one class to another, I will be that spot. I, you know, I'm all over it. I loved the idea of the hobbies. You and Amy had both mentioned that, look, prepare yourself. So John and I would go on a date night on Friday, and then we started doing date weekends, which was amazing because the kids yes. are like 19 years old now, 20 years old. And... Uh, we, you know, even before that, we were sending them to summer camp, or they were doing internships. You know, it's like that pacifier. You know, at first, they want it, they want it, and then you snip the end off of it, and it's like, huh, this thing ain't working anymore, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and suddenly, there's a detachment in a good way. Yes. So, that allows them to fly, and you not being left home, you know, with the boxes still need to be unpacked and you're just left with a devastation because there's so much goodness out there we just need to like like you said redirect and find new hobbies or places to volunteer or book clubs and yeah things like that that's that's another great thing is a friend of mine started a care package party kind of organization when our kids went off to school. So she invited, you know, probably 20 people and told everyone, bring a friend if you want. So we would get together every couple of months and we would all bring our items for those care packages and then send them off to all the kids. And it was a great way to meet new friends that were in the same boat as you, you know, who had just sent a kid off to college. And so we, you could commiserate, you could, you know, arrange happy hours, hikes, whatever. And um, that was a really fun thing to do um, and a great way to meet people that can totally feel what you're going through and can help you process what you're going through. That's like free therapy. I am all about it. (laughs) Yeah, being with like-minded women who have been through the very, feels like a war zone of all the feels that you can't really sometimes even talk to your spouse about or your partner or especially your kids. They're like, mom, get your act together, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> pull yourself up by your bootstraps, suck it up woman. Cause I'm having fun. <laughs> right. Right. And I want my kids to see that I'm having fun as well, that this is not mom suffrage, you know, that the college life has stolen my children and, but that look, I have a house to myself now, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We definitely don't want to make our kids feel guilty. Like they were our source of fun and entertainment because we were so involved in their lives. Like, I think it's really good for them to see us getting out and doing new things and making new friends because then it makes them feel more at ease. Like I wasn't, you know, especially my mom's entire world, you know, she has other interests and other things that, you know, make her happy as well. Yeah, that's a great point because I was talking to some, to some of my friends who are my our age, my age, and they said that their parents were it's there it's hard to even get them anymore, just get a hold of them because they're always, you know, with their friends and social events and on a tennis team and mm-hmm. it's like 
they hardly have any room for us anymore. Yeah. But the yeah. kids loved it. They just thought that was so cool that one day that they were going to be the same way where they're just going to fly just like the kids are. Moms going through hormone changes, teenagers going through hormone changes. We're all sort of on a, a parallel shift mm-hmm. here. They're mm-hmm. leaving for college. We're finding ourselves again. We're all sort of flying in a way, yes. right? Yes, exactly. And there's an awesome quote that really helped me when my daughter left I saw on social media somewhere and it really helped me. And it's um, a ship is safe in Harbor, but that is not what ships are built for because we've created these amazing humans and we want to keep them with us, but we need to share them with the world because they're going to go do amazing things. And they're always going to be coming back for holidays and it's not like it's the end of your life with your child. It's, it's, you're putting out this product almost that you helped create and they're, you know, they're going to do awesome things. And that's what we need to remember. Oh, that is so true. And it really feels great when you believe, you know, that you're creating a big part of this liftoff. Yes. I love that because it is not a death. It, it feel it, it is an ending, but like we said, endings create new beginnings. It's like a bigger circle of your kids are going out and they're bringing back more friends from college. And then there's, you know, spouses and grandchildren. <laughs> like it all just gets bigger and better, I think. So yes. Yes. What I've heard. So yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know, you probably feel the same. We made some of our best friends in life when we were in college. And you have to remember that your kids are going to do that same thing. And, you know, you have to think they're out there making, you know, friends that they're going to have the rest of their life. So you want them to, you want them to be out there doing that because that's the natural progression of life. My college days were so much fun that there's some days that John and I talk about, how can we go back to college? Yes. (laughs) How can we get back on the intramural volleyball team? Well, I was terrible, but... Yeah, and live in some of these places our college kids get to live in now. Yes. Oh, my gosh. These dorms. Even the kids, they call back and they're like, Mom, the when you put your laundry in, it texts you to tell you when it's done. And I was like, so then you actually have to go get it and fold it. And he's like, nah. (laughs) I know. The resources they have, that's another thing we need to remember. You know, we worry about them. The resources that these schools have these days for students are amazing. Amazing. You are so awesome. I just, I really appreciate all of the information that you've given us to help us not see this as just, you know, a devastation or a loss, but really a survival kit that life is only going to get better. We're opening doors. This is what we've lived for, right? This is what we've invested that preschool to productive citizen all of this time. So let's be happy for them. Let's be happy for us. You know, it's going to be a good life. So do you have any last words of advice or anything that you want to throw out there? Any favorite books or anything? (laughs) Oh gosh, there's so many great books out there now. I think the best tip is also joining your kids' parents' Facebook group. It seems like every college has them now. Um, It's great, especially if your kid goes far away to school and you're not really um, aware of what's in their new community, their new city. You can get tons of great information from other parents The only caveat is don't let that be a way for you to kind of try to helicopter parent them from afar, but it's a great resource for asking questions about things that you, you know, you don't know, your kid might not know. So join one of those groups 
if you can, but just if it gets a little too drama-y, then you can ease back. Got it. That is a great tip. I love that. Yeah, because they're all going through the same thing. So right, right. great ideas. Mary yeah. Beth, thank you for helping us moms. You're helping us to live a happier and freer unstuck life. So I appreciate you, Mary Beth. I appreciate you too. Thank you for having me. Until next time, here's to living your best life. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.